Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio. I am Turok! Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game podcast for everyone whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. And I'm Levens Toliopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're looking at The Last of Us 2 with full spoilers this time and no other games. Right. Before we get into things, I've got the two rudest boys on the Sands Pants Radio Network joining me, <laughs> Alexi and Levens. So, thumb cramps, usually family friendly, not this week. Uh, yeah, so full spoilers and full swearing. If you've got sensitive ears, sorry. Yeah, you would think like the guy with like two young children would be like the, mm. the best at not swearing on a podcast, but <laughs> for some reason. And the other person <laughs> known as the sweetheart of, of Sydney comedy. <laughs> But we're going to say piss, we're going to say fart, dude. We're going to go all out today. Well, Alexi, last time you were on an episode of Thumb Cramps, you said cunt in the space of the first, like, two mm. minutes. And I was like, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I was so sorry. I was so sorry. I'm used to being no, a grub good. on a podcast. No, hey, you've got the grub pass this week. Great. I'm actually not going to say it. I will say cunny. I will say cunny, but I will not drop the T. Spoilers for Last Thank of you, Us 2. They say it twice in this game. Yeah, they. I only remember it once. Um, right, maybe I just replayed that scene again because I loved it so much. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, by that logic, there's uh, 35 sex scenes in this. All of them feature Abby and Owen. Um, it's just once, but I played it 35 times. <laughs> Gods. So we've all finished The Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. and we all universally loved it, right? Yeah. I would say this is one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game now. I think it improved in every way on the original game. Yeah, I I usually don't lock into video games anywhere near as much as I did with this. Like, mm. to beat a game of this length would usually take me, like, a couple of months. Yeah. But, yeah, finish this in, like, four or five days. Last week, which is Alexi fucked. and I and, uh, and Angus um, did, like, a three-hour episode of Hey Fam. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't even finished it yet, so I left Hey Fam, uh, like, you know... <laughs> With an hour to, oh, I, I thought you guys would do like fifteen more minutes after I left, but you ended yeah. up talking for more than an hour. <laughs> yeah, we went long. We went all night, basically. Um, and I'm, 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 I was very impressed with how little you guys spoiled me, given that I was only ten hours into the game at that point. Mm, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, listening back to that episode, um, I'm, I, I'm actually like, it's, it's funny, like some of the things that I say that were then addressed almost immediately in the game, like you know, I was yeah. complaining about certain, not complaining, but like you know, wondering where certain elements of the game were or where, like, basically comparing it to Uncharted, you know, Naughty Dog's mm-hmm. other massive game franchise and saying, like, my favourite thing about Uncharted is the the big set pieces and I think that will always make me like <laughs> Uncharted more than Last of Us because from what I'd played of Last of Us 2 so far and Last of Us 1, like, neither of them are very set piece focused. Mm. But the second yeah. half of the game, I think just, like, it's just stacking set pieces up yeah. one after the other that I think improve on, like, and, and like better than all of Uncharted 4's best set pieces. Wow. Yeah. That fucking sky bridge. Oh, man. Like, from that point, <laughs> like, Abby's half. When you play as, yeah. as Abby, like, I feel like... Like that's like the even though like I think people I've seen a lot of people complaining about the length of the game specifically mm. while you're playing as her. I think that's just because they're used to the length of a Naughty Dog game, and so yeah. you're always like, oh, is this the end? Is this the end? I don't know what's going on. 
But well, uh, uh, that was that was a complaint I made in last week's thumb cramps. I just feel like that I put about thirty hours into the game, and I was like, honestly, I think the only criticism is it could probably be a little bit shorter. Mm. I haven't played any of the Uncharted's though, so wow. Yeah. yeah, I think you would love them, Dusha. They're so they've got that real snappy quality to them, and yeah. they are like those like classic action adventure films. It's the closest that you kind of get to that experience of playing a blockbuster film like your Indiana Jones, like yeah. your National Treasure, like your Sorcerer's <laughs> Apprentice, uh, all the classics. <laughs> I've always wanted to be the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Ah, oh, it's my dream. I dream about it every night. I wrote fan fiction about it. I drew pictures of me as a Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> so, wait. So, in, in this version of the game, is Sully the Sorcerer and Nathan Drake as the Apprentice? Absolutely. Absolutely nailed it dead to rights. And instead yes, of Sully is guns, Nicolas Cage. Jay Baruchel is playing Nathan Drake. And instead of, <laughs> instead of collecting guns, you're collecting brooms? <laughs> yeah, you're collecting them brooms up. And then you can put curses and hexes on those brooms. Excellent. That's that's. I've never been sold more on playing a video yeah, game. That's um, my pitch. I, I I do plan on playing them. I got all of them. I think it was like a couple of months ago. They were all part oh, of the PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, so they went I like super sale. Yeah, but the bet my favorite I, um, is the Lost Legacy game, and I feel mm. like that's a really important bridge from Uncharted Four to Last of Us Two. In that, like, a lot of things were in, that were introduced in that game are also here and improved upon. Yeah, yeah. especially like that open worldness to it where it's kind of like a contained open world where there are still moments of like world hopping that happen in lost legacy but the main crux of the game is kind of centered around like this one medium-sized map with all these little offshoots on it yeah and i think the first portion of the ellie segment of the game uh when you first land in seattle is very much in the vein of that lost legacy style yes which is why i find this game so fascinating and so in, in how complex it makes it um both structurally in a narrative sense and in its like gameplay as a video sense where the first part of the game you're introduced to is something that you can understand as like, oh, this is an uh, open world game where I'm playing an explorer who has to go through and find things as a bit of like a, I would say that Ellie's role is like an explorer or a treasure hunter uh, style game of going through trying to find things and trying to like develop the narrative that way in kind of almost like yeah. a an explorative way whereas like the abbey half of the game is so like in conflict with that where it's like a pure kind survival of more str- pure survival straightforward action adventure game rather than adventure exploration game yeah like, as yeah. you reach the end of day three in seattle as ellie you're like man you know her days are just getting worse and worse and then you play <laughs> one day as abby and you're like fuck man yeah what a disaster <laughs> yeah. of a day her first day is <laughs> Do you reckon um, all the fuckheads on the internet would have liked the game better if, rather than surprising everyone with Abby in the second half of the game, if The Last of Us 2 opened with Abby running from gunfire from, like, the wolves or something like that, and the uh, when the village is burning down with Lev, and then she turned to the camera and the record scratched, and she said, you will not believe the last three days I have had. And then Sonic shows up. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that again, Abby. <laughs> Him like Abby, Sonic Lev and Sonic so- Sonic foraging through like old shelves looking for chili dogs. <laughs> um so I finished the game at the time of recording now about a week ago. Mm. So I've then spent time just reflecting on the game and then um because I avoided all of the leaks and all of the spoilers. I was like, oh, man, I missed out on all of these hot takes. Yeah. So I've gone back and watched, like, a couple of the video essays, which are just people being like, is this game a masterpiece? Absolutely not. Uh, It's actually bullshit. I I deep dived on the worst takes, and there are so many of them. I mean, I I question how many of them have actually finished the game or Mm. if they're just piggybacking on other people's takes and, and double downing on, like, the negativity. It is crazy, the negative reaction that certain types of gamers are having to 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 this game. Like at the end of the day, like I like I think you, Alexi and you and Angus definitely liked got more out of the narrative than I do. Like I I I, I really enjoy the game, but I definitely think it is just a game. It's a very good yeah. one, but it is absolutely a video game, you know, through and through. And I don't think is as groundbreaking as as some extremely positive reviews have mm. been. Um but like, 
I also say like like to someone that is having such a negative reaction to this game because you know you play as like a character who you are kind of conditioned to hating by the time you start playing as her midway through the game. Like I think that's bold. And I also like yes. if you don't like it, it's just like oh this is a thing that didn't gel with you. You don't need to record a fucking fifty minute yeah. long video essay like the first in a in, you know this is, in my first video I will explore the lies and deception <laughs> that Naughty Dog uh, bestowed upon this and which will go down in history in one of the most damaging uh, disservices to the gaming community in of oh, all time. It's just like good lord, it's just a game, yeah. And it kind of goes both ways. Like to someone saying that this is like this like you know in- insanely revolutionary piece of media, it's just a game. But also to anyone yes. saying like it is fucking you know ruining gamer culture or ru- like you know I don't, I don't know like it is just a game you don't have to play it i think that all of this backlash i mean this is the second time this has fucking happened to me because it was right amongst it with the last jedi yeah. stuff as well which is almost beat for beat exactly the same criticism so mm. they've wrecked a franchise they've showed no respect for the fans the characters that i've grown up with yeah they wouldn't act like this. They'd just fucking, they'd just be tough men. And then when like this chick comes, they'd just like help them or whatever. But then like they'd just continue to be tough. They wouldn't fucking die or be cunts. That's mm. all I'm saying. Joel's I head is that- way stronger than a golf club, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, part of this problem is like this wider problem in fandoms and people that consume media. In like the last decades, we like I think people that are f- consider themselves fans of things have been able to like really because of like the way media is like brought out to us now, able to really like curate their consumption of media to going like I like what I like and I don't challenge my. I don't yeah. challenge what I my taste is and I don't challenge what I bring into my intake of art and creativity and media. It's just like what I like. And so, uh, you know, and it's because like, you know, there's a monoculture right now as far as popular culture goes. You it, So a lot of people do go see five movies a year and that's not strange, that's normal. But if you're only yeah. seeing five movies a year, chances are it's just going to be Marvel, it's just going to be Star Wars and maybe one other blockbuster that you chuck in a year. And so yeah. I think that Gemini Man. Yeah, exactly. You're going to see Ang Lee's Gemini Man. You got to go yeah. see the latest Ang Lee flick in the cinemas. Yeah, and um, that's not challenging you in any way. That's Can we just start conforming. a podcast called Gemini Man? <laughs> we just watched Gemini Man once and then have a continued conversation over it across yeah. one year. It's my favorite franchise. <laughs> Um, but like they don't they because they've like they're consuming like the same thing over and over again it it really confirms what they think media should be and what art should be and what films and video games should be and so that when something that comes through that stream where they already have like a very preconditioned preconception of like what that should be it's a challenge that they believe that they hold what the true answer to what a Star Wars film should be, what a Naughty Dog game should be, what a Last of Us game yeah. should be, that uh, they can't they can't grapple with it, and so being yeah. challenged by it, they only like go like, oh, I hate that um, Joel's dead, but then they never interrogate like, oh, why is the game giving me this feeling of hate? They've just made me feel bad without interrogating why. And if you go to like that interrogation stage, congratulations, fucker, you understand art. But I think <laughs> that that's like the problem is that, you know, it, it, we've seen like our, the way that people interpret art or just, and not even art, just like fucking media has become yeah. so curated and that's not the person's fault. It's that, that it has become so easy to just do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, he doesn't die a death that's like, he's not being betrayed by the world he's in. Like, it's not completely out of tone or context for the world that we know from the last of us. He doesn't kill himself because he's got like problems from the death, from the (laughs) stuff he did in the first game. It's like, no, it's a believable death for that character getting their comeuppance because this world has that vengeance mentality already that we've seen in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My. You go, Joel. Uh, it's your podcast. I'll allow this. Thank you. Thank you, Levins. Uh, thanks for having me Take on. It, you want to second that, Alexi? I'll allow it. Motion. Thank you. Received. Thank you again, boys. I, I appreciate it a Actually, lot. before you get to your point, <laughs> how come, <laughs> yeah, yeah. come Zamet and Jackson aren't doing this podcast with you? Well, here's a bit of a peek behind the, behind the scenes for all the real ones listening to this podcast. So we're recording this like a day after the most recent episode just went out. Mm-hmm. Jackson claims that he'd rather die than play the last of us two because 
because he, but he hates it. For Were you holding a golf club as he said that? <laughs> <laughs> he um, he he just like he's played through the Last of Us one mm. twice, got to winter, and then being like, you know what? This actually isn't fun for me. And mm. also, he just hammers X through every single cutscene in every game he yeah. plays. So he has no interest in the story. All he thinks of The Last of Us 1 is like, oh, it was just really annoying how many ladders I had to move. That's like his only memory of the game. There's way mm. less ladders in too. Yeah. Um, and he also really doesn't like that bricks don't do damage. He just wants to run around the game, just throw bricks, mm. and that's his way to play. But because that's just a stun weapon, he's got no time for it. Zamet will play it. But he is too busy doing, like, 30 podcasts or whatever he does. Mm. Or, I don't know, sitting at home, <laughs> hanging out with his fiance. I Guys, guess. we don't know what Samet does. We're no. all friends with him and we don't know what he does. Yeah, well, the, I know that occasionally he spends his time between- Hey, he pays uh, me money. That's all that's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's my boss, dude, so I'll do whatever. He splits his time pretty evenly between hanging out with his fiance, uh, scrolling through the eShop on the Switch, and buying like ten games for under twenty bucks. And <laughs> no, that's, that's get under under does. five bucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I meant all ten games collectively. Oh yeah, great, twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah, and the third thing he does is go to uh, where our new studio is being built and just stand there with his hands on his hips and be like, "Hmm, I don't know how to help." And then uh, goes home. It's good. Good day. <laughs> So, yeah, I just didn't want to spoil the game for Zamet, even though he's gone out of his way to spoil it for himself. <laughs> he um, <laughs> he also um, saw a review that gave it a 6.5, and he was like, finally, someone's having like a really measured take. And I was like, no, a 6.5 is like a secret zero when yeah. you're talking about yeah. this game. It's so funny how gaming criticism uh, like scores, like they, they're, yeah. they're so meaningless. Mm. It's like, like yeah. 10 means... Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, six is, like, oh, it's the worst game ever made. Anything well, below that- an eight, you're not, like, you're not going to pay attention to if you're someone that, like, reads and watches game reviews. Yeah. Do you think it's because well, it was- so much more time needs to go into to, uh, taking part in, like, you know, playing a game than watching a movie or reading a game? I think money as well. Money, it's, like, if you're, like... Game is like a big investment when it comes to money and time. So you're like, I'm not gonna waste it on like freaking. I can't even think of a shit game. That's how. That's how. That's how <laughs> much I'm sucked in. I, I can. Too. You you've played three of them and they're all called Mafia. <laughs> okay, that's true. I actually would say that Mafia Two sucks. I can't believe I spent freaking a hundred bucks on this trilogy again. Just because I liked that first game 20 years ago when it first came out. Which is getting remastered and you're excited to play it again. Yeah, it's going to be dog shit. I know now, having played Mafia 2, there's no way that game's going to be good. And I spent 100 beans on it. Yeah. Hey, Alexi, if it makes you feel any better, um, I have The Godfather on Nintendo Wii. Oh. I'm pretty sure I spent $80 on The Black amazing. Hand Edition, as I know it to be called yes. on the Wii. Yes. The only game where you can actually feel the vibrations peter out as you strangle a character. Yes! <laughs> Super cool. I wrote an essay Finally. on the Godfather video game at film school, if you can't tell. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought that up, because it's crazy. That's a great tidbit. It's a, one of the craziest games to ever exist, and it's actually okay. What did you get for that essay? Um, I 6. got 5. a word of warning. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a word of warning saying, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Why do you come to film school? You're going to write a Godfather video game essay, dude, okay? You should be going to video game school. <laughs> like, de- dear Alexi, what is a Wiimote? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is writing about mise-en-scene. You're writing about Wiimotes, dude. What is that? Um, so what I was originally going to say was, on the back of what Alexi said about how people are so used to consuming, I guess, pretty similar stories where mm. the hero is the hero. And, like- I re- like I like Marvel movies. I know we all do. Um, yes, they're fun. But, like, they're they- dumb. I like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see but my are- MCU collection right there at the top of my head. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, Alexi. <laughs> it holds the Tesseract in the Blu-ray box set. Just FYI, <laughs> Alexi, I sold both of my MCU Blu-ray collections for three hundred dollars each. Yeah, last I'm year. actually Jesus I'm selling that. Christ. I'm selling that for sure. <laughs> if anyone listening to Thumb Cramps in Australia. Wants to buy? <laughs> I'll set it at three hundred dollars as well. It's NCU Phase One. It's a now out of print deluxe box set that comes in a giant briefcase with like folders and stuff. It's Alexi got is, 3D is passionately Blu-rays. 
saying this while waving a little R2-D2 at the screen. <laughs> Where did that even come from? My little fidget spinner. I just got my little R2-D2 toy in my hands. I will never sell this fella. He's my oldest friend. I got here. And I say beep boop I'm, to this fella. I'll play with my, my Guy Fieri Funko Pop. <laughs> my oldest friend. But yeah, hit me up, Thumb Cramps listeners, if you want my MCU out of print box set of the MCU Complete Phase 1. It comes in a briefcase. It's got a Tesseract that lights up in it. Alexi signed That's- it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking sick. You're on Finding Drago. That signature's worth a shit ton. Yeah, I signed it as Finding Drago creator. Alexi Coliopolis, <laughs> MCU stan. So, yeah, the Marvel movies are fun, but... If every single movie that I watched was that, I would be bored. Yes. Like, the people that watch, like, five movies a year or whatever, that's not an issue. Because five movies versus, like, the 150 or whatever that I might watch. Yeah. I would argue Um, that the people making these um, angry video essays also hate MCU movies. I feel like a lot of people blame them for the stupidity of the world these days. And I say it's not fair. (laughs) As an MCU defender, you're like, no, that's not right. COVID probably wasn't caused by Iron Man 3. (laughs) But another thing that I've noticed with this game, and another, like, issue I think that Mm. is hitting, like, people's brains is that recently video games have all been about, like, character creation and, like, role-playing. So when you're forced into this to do stuff as Ellie, and especially Abby, that you don't agree with, like, you're like, I feel like I personally wouldn't make this choice. People like, this is fucked. Like, my guy's name would be fucking Chad, and he'd have fucking- (laughs) massive arms and a huge dick. I can't wait for Cyberpunk to come out so I can give my character, like, four huge fucking dicks. I'm going to fuck chicks the whole game. My guy's obsessed with steaks. He likes steaks. My guy would be eating steak all day long, not trying to fucking kill my friend from the early part of the game. So... People, I think, have forgotten that, like, video games sometimes don't want you to roleplay. Like, it's just, like, you're kind of, like, you're playing as Ellie or Abby, and these are the decisions they're making. This isn't your fucking guy from Skyrim that Mm. wants to be a fucking, I don't know, fuck dragons or whatever. I haven't played much Skyrim. (laughs) I I, I agree with you. That's the other side of roleplaying, is that, like, you are given a character and you must play the role and you must put yourself in the empathetic position of playing this character- and I think that people like people forget that side of video games as well. Where, yeah. Like you're saying, after all this customization, so I really I don't know that that that's something that sits with me too. Yeah, I I I loved Abby's story. I I think yes. I actually prefer that half of the game to the first to the point where we went back to Ellie, mm-hmm. especially after like you know you know you think Abby is straight up going to kill Dina and Ellie. Like I genuinely thought that was that was what was going to happen at, um, yeah. when they finally returned to that scene. Fuck. Um, and then Lev stops Abby from doing it, and then I was like, "Okay, Abby has understand underst- understood that that she needs to end the so- circle of mm. violence by not being violent. Great. So then, when Ellie, who now has this like you know for this world as perfect life as you can possibly get, yeah, you, know, you have a kid, someone that you love, that you live with, and when she throws it away, knowing that like she'll probably lose everything in the process, like I was so mm. angry." I was just like, yes. no, don't make me do this. Don't make me do this. And then, you you know, you, then you forget about that because you're playing, you know, you're returning to the game, which, you know, we haven't, I feel like so, so few of the um, podcasts and reviews that I read actually mention how fun this game is to play. Mm. Um, yeah. And so you quickly forget like, oh, you know, Ellie's made this horrible decision that I would never, ever do if I were in her shoes. Oh, but then you're like, oh, you know, it's fine. These aren't my shoes that she's, that, that she's wearing. So yeah. it's, it's, it's her life that I'm seeing. Um, but then when you are um, reunited with Abby and you make the decision, oh, no, I am going to kill this bitch. Mm. Um, I like my first reaction was, you know what? I'm not laying a single punch on Abby yeah. because maybe this will give me an ending where Ellie dies and Abby survives. And especially um, when you're Ellie and you've got this little switchblade on you and Abby is like meek and defenseless. And you've just spent, like, what, 20 hours building empathy for this character and aligning yourself with it? I was the same. I was like, I'm dodging, I'm dodging. I'll hit maybe once a minute, but uh, this is a fight that's going to last 60 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but then, actually, I have to say, like the the one on one combat, I feel like is something that um, all the Naughty Dog games have struggled with. I remember there's like a mm. knife fight at the end of Uncharted Three, which mm-hmm. wasn't for me a very satisfying boss end. Yeah, but I found this really, really like the dodge mechanic used really well, and um, I, I really enjoyed that fight with Abby. I just hated that I had to do it. Thinking like, that at one point that she was going to actually kill her, and she gets yeah. goddamn close. Um, so well, when when she finally has that change of heart and lets her live, I was like, okay, first look, thank fuck. And then to have Ellie then return to nothing, like she's lost everything. She can't. She's lost. She's lost her, the love of her life. Mm. Like you know the, the family that she that she'd created through all of this horror. Um, she's lost her fingers and she's lost the ability mm-hmm. to play the song that Joel taught her, like her, her resounding connection to this man that had essentially become her father. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like, as awful as that ending is for someone that we see as a hero for a lot of this game, like, I, yeah. I, I was really satisfied with that as an ending to this character. Absolutely. And I hope that she- when we return to this franchise, we don't play as Ellie. Immediately, I, I would be f- happy to revisit her at some point in mm. in a future game. But I want this to be the end of her. I want I want her to find her place in the world without me controlling her. I would like or to outside of the adventure aspect of yes, this world. Definitely. You know what I mean? I want to catch up with her, and she's created a new life for herself. And then I want to see her, you know, in the, like you know, five, ten years on from now, and mm. she's carved out something new for herself that I haven't been involved with. Mm. So maybe like the Maria role in the second game, yeah, something like that, or just someone, someone. I hope that she has found her peace. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think I, I need to be the one to help her find that as the as the player. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, There's been a lot of talks with the last of us 2 and especially i guess because naughty dog have done this before with lost legacy but having a sequel to the last of us 2 that isn't a continuation but maybe like a side story Mm. and i am excited for that but scared based on the choices that they might make around the i guess negative backlash by fuckheads on the internet about Mm. this i feel like they're standing their ground i hope they are anyway i feel like they're like i don't i don't think Mm. sony has as much like it's not like disney essentially owning star wars where (laughs) yeah you know where you're worried about them making the final call i think naughty dog like i'm way more concerned about them like improving staff conditions than i am about them making the right choice for the future of this franchise and I think because it's a game that <laughs> is narrative-based and story-based and it has seen success there and it's already, like, opened so yeah. big. Like, this game has made so much money very, very quickly straight away that it is – it's also a single-player experience. I don't think it's the kind of game that will get yeah. too much of that that minutia being looked after and being pushed in directions that are not in the creative – in the creative effort of moving forward with it, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that like you know, no, nothing, no piece of art is is devoid of is is exempt from criticism or should mm. be, um, and I think like it's totally fine for someone not to like this this game, but yeah, the, the kind of narratives that we're seeing in the in the, the videos against it are just so like it's it's beyond the it's not it's not about you not liking the game, it's like you yeah. you just you have a problem with something that's way deeper than the game that you're taking I, out on the game. I think there's there's one video that I've watched that was I've mainly watched like videos that reflect my <laughs> opinions of this. Yeah, there's you've, one. You're vi- stuck in an echo chamber, Alexi. I get it. <laughs> yeah. You just want to hang out with you and your left wing pals. You can talk about how you love being cocked. <laughs> I do. I'm how- obsessed with it, guys. Dude, you've I'm got to <laughs> come back up to come back up to my side of the world and please fuck my wife. For I'm so sake. sorry that the Chapo <laughs> Trap House Reddit got 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 deleted, Alexi. You must be. <laughs> Lost without. Oh, I've got. I've been going crazy. I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm rallying against. I don't know what to believe in. I don't know who I'm looking up to. And those are the three <laughs> things that I need in my life. Yeah, yeah. But the um, one one video that I did watch that was negative uh, was by like a, a film podcaster that I really like, Dave Chen from like the Slash Filmcast. He has a YouTube channel where he reviewed this, and he talked about. Um, really not connecting with the structure of the story that mm. that it that it doesn't play with that it plays with like conventions of storytelling in a way that he didn't find satisfying and i yeah. can understand that opinion but i'm of the i guess you know people like us where we do consume a lot of media and a lot of diverse media from mo- not just like 
not just films. I'm talking about like we consume a lot of like books, everything. We consume lots of different types of media at once. And I would say that that person is also someone that does that. But I think as us people like that, we find satisfaction in being challenged by how we intake a story and how we see a story. And this is a very complex narrative structure in that there are flashbacks and then there are different things happening at the same time that we receive in different ways. So like, you know, the first thing that happens in the game is, something that happens later and then the first thing that in in the timeline of the story as we see it unfold the last thing that we see is joel and ellie basically finding peace with each other is how we receive it as an as a narrative sense for us in the timeline it also gives us the motivation of like oh this is why ellie has been on her mission because her and joel were just at the start of patching things up so it's like it's a really complex way to like receive a narrative especially for video games where the way we receive narratives is for the most part linear and when it's not linear it is uh still told to you in a way that is linearly understandable Mm. so this is more complex in like the way that a a film can kind of play with these kind of things like the way that pulp fiction does but more so in the way like a memento does where you're receiving things in different ways but it like it it satisfies as a narrative as a whole in the end yeah yeah it's um the one thing with just like negative criticisms that because obviously you can disagree with the story or like that uh review you were just talking about alexa you say that i don't think the story is effective but to then be like this game is a zero is insane. Like, yeah. um, one of the re- <laughs> one of the reviews that I watched it was a really negative one um, by Upper Echelon Games. If you want to check it out, <laughs> fuck yeah! yeah I, I, I spoke about name. this on HeyFam this week as well. This is particularly <laughs> funny. <to me>. Um, <laughs> so it's a thirty minute review. It's divided into three categories in this order, which is hypocrisy. Oh my ga- goodness! Gameplay and story, and. The gameplay part of the review is, like, overwhelmingly positive. Like, the guy gets excited talking about some of the combat encounters that mm. he had, which then mean just, like, totally means that everything else he's saying just totally falls apart because yeah. it's a fucking video game. So, if you like playing it, you like the game, you yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> he gives it a um, six in the end. Like, genuinely, he gives it a six. So, <laughs> he didn't hate it that much. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Six is positive. But yeah, he spends a lot yeah. of time talking about how like Sony and Naughty Dog lied to him. Yeah, in oh. their advertising because they say that oh. Ellie's the only playable character, but it's like and that you, you, it's you don't good. have to kill dogs. I'm all for being lied to if it means I'm going to be surprised by a narrative. Yeah, well, yeah. it's not Imagine- even being lied to. It's like you're 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 being set up to uh, to be surprised and to to, to have your cha- your expectations challenged, and I think that's. I think that's a real problem where people have like a trailer go like, oh, this is like testament to what I'm going to receive. And then yeah. like, you know, when Star Wars came around, I remember people being pissed off that Force Awakens, Han doesn't say it's true, all of it, the way he does in the trailer when the movie came around. He says <laughs> it the other way around. I'm like, are you a freaking psycho? You got upset because you didn't see a TIE fighter <laughs> that Jin Erso stands in front of. It's like, are you a freaking psycho that you thought you were lied to by a trailer? You got, you got to experience a movie fresher. What's wrong? with you that said i think yeah. the rogue one trailer has i think every piece of dialogue that ben Mendelssohn says in that trailer he doesn't say in the movie yeah who cares <laughs> that means you saw less of the movie and you had a fresher yeah, experience that's true. Yeah, yeah i'm speaking very specifically to one friend of mine that is probably not listening to this <laughs> well to that one friend fuck you <laughs> And uh, thanks for listening also um <laughs> hey I- i'm gonna i'm gonna be zamet uh let's take a word from our sponsors Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's my Zaman impersonation. <laughs> yeah, hey, you nailed it. I, you know, I was like, it was it's like, been half an hour. You've forgotten. Douche has forgotten, and we're going to get in trouble. Oh, no, I was. Um, I actually had that thought about 10 minutes ago and was like, uh, I'll just find a spot when I'm editing it, <laughs> yeah. and I'll just record fresh dialogue, be like, hey, shut up a second. Let's just hear a quick word from our sponsors, and then roll from there. Less about the criticism about the game, and like, do you guys have favorite moments that stand out in this game for you? Gameplay or story, or both? I mean, let's talk about gameplay shit. Like, I mean, I think yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard this cunt Alexi Toliopoulos just talk about story <laughs> for five hours now. Yes, sorry, I <laughs> love my story. I love plots, but like, I, I, I just think the sp- the set pieces in this game were were spectacular, and I would yeah. love to talk about which were the ones that stood out for you guys the most. For me, I think like the. The, the I guess the climax of 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 the game when you're playing as Abby is the you know the village Levin um, Yara's mm. village, which like you know at towards the end of your time there is like on fire and falling apart around you, and that was yeah. like just like pu- that just felt like you know how many games like five Uncharted games and one Last of Us game it just felt like the 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 crescendo or like you know it, it, you, you, the journey that that to get to to this point via all those games and everything that they've learned making them. In one incredible yeah. set piece, I was yeah. I, I I that finale is so exciting because like you know a lot of this game you're like taking it through in this stealthy way trying to like perfect your route through it, but at that point I'm like I feel like I had a time limit even though they're not setting you one, <laughs> and I'm just like fully going crazy just running gunning through everything and like doing like a measured run and gun approach by that point just because I'm like I got to get Lev out of here. Yeah, yeah, and I think. The only time I was really like, ah, uh, like with the ending was that mm. I feel like nothing hits those heights beyond past that point. Yeah. That that incredible, you know, escape from the village, I think is like the the most exciting part of the game. And I, I know like, you know, it's not all about the exciting moments when playing this game, but I knew even as I was doing it, I knew that nothing that Ellie was doing was going to be as exciting and insane mm. as that sequence. Um, so that was like a little bit of like, like, not a not a not a letdown. It was just like a, an odd feeling as I was playing, mm. and yeah. especially now. Then during the Santa Barbara uh, epilogue, you kind of are fighting against a new sect of people or Who, a yeah. new group, Who and you aren't kind of really don't have explored at all as, as much as the other two groups that you meet in the game. And I think that kind of like it, it kind of gives you that feeling like, why am I? going so hard against these people. Especially when it's spent, like, you know, the second half of the game going like, hey, Ellie, maybe you shouldn't have killed all those wolves because they're people mm. too. And then, you know, Abby, like, oh, you know, shit, you had to kill Lev's and Lev and Yara's family to escape and your own wolves. Like, this is awful. Mm. And then it's just like, here's some random guys. They suck. Fucking kill them all. Yeah. Dog the bounty yeah. hunter is their leader. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced it was Dog. That was crazy. <laughs> I was convinced yeah, I think the only thing that sort of made that last section, um, like, made me motivated was, like, I honestly thought Ellie was dying from that wound. Oh, yes. yeah, and, true. And the fact that I'd become so attached to Abby. Mm-hmm. And even though Ellie didn't know this, the game kind of dances around it. And I think they don't want to go too fucked, even though most of the game is. But it kind of mm-hmm. seemed like a sex trafficking thing at first yes. when Abby was caught. And I was like, oh, fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck these cunts. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know it's slaves, but then what's the, I don't, what do they actually do as slaves? Like, is it food production? I don't, I don't know. They, they don't really. Yeah. I think, like, because they, the way that they talk about Ellie and the way they talk about Abby makes me think that it's, like, really sinister, but the game doesn't want to mm-hmm. lean too much into it because, like, that that is fucked and yeah. also has, like, real life ties, which is also very fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of like the way they're describing Abby, like when they like capture her, the way that they like talk about her doesn't seem like like it seems almost like in a sexual. Concept. It was like and this one will last a while or something, isn't it? Something like yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think into that context much. And then especially with Ellie, they're like, oh, she'll be dead soon. I don't know. It just felt like felt bad. <laughs> it's it goes to an ickier place that these games have not been to yet, and I yeah. think that it's because it's like. It gently goes there. It doesn't quite give you that motivation, but also just doesn't sit quite as right. Yeah, um, the, the first game was kind of like, con- like you know, th- these guys are like th- these guys are cannibals, and their leader is a pedophile too. Yeah, they're pretty out. Yeah, like, even um, even David in the first one, like the pedophile stuff, isn't. I 
unless I'm misremembering it, but I remember it's just kind of implied again, like kind of a gently mm. implication. Like no one's ever like. He's like, I'll let you live because I like you can offer me something that the others can't. Yeah, buddy, which is fucked. Hey, buddy, <laughs> come sit next to me, guy. <laughs> yeah, like the I really really liked the last part. Um, mm. I felt that it was very similar to the end of the first game, mm. but I think that the resort was a lot better because it was a totally different. Again, like the hospital in the end of the first game, it's a totally different situation than you've been in. You yeah. get a new gun, which is far more like run and gun friendly. Mm. Um, but the mix of the infected there as well, which you can like let out to do some of your dirty work for you. Mm. I'm so annoyed and- I didn't think of doing that when I was playing. Like- <laughs> you fucking idiot. That was the first thing I was yeah. like. I was like, oh, can I free these cunts? Free them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that another set piece that I really liked actually I don't even know how I would describe it as a set piece but it's the first time that gameplay changed for me is when I think it's Seattle Day 2 as Ellie and it's the first time you come across dogs being used to like sniff you out and you've got that like little block that has a couple of shops that are open through it and you have yeah. like probably five or six guys a dog or two and then the stealth gameplay changes for the first time where you have something that can track you and you yeah. have yeah. to like make diverted paths and you've got like this big like open space to kind of run between all these different shops and like go prone between them or slide between these cracks in the walls to kind of make your way and survive through there I found that piece of gameplay so fun. I restarted probably six times just playing because I'm like, I've got to ace this. I've got to go through silently. <laughs> I've got to freaking find out the best way to like take down every single one of these people and this freaking puppy every time. And I think it's and- just after you get the um, the bow and arrow for the first time too. So you can definitely yeah. take them out with that as well. Or at least um, you can now make, I could at least make silences at that yep. point. Yeah, true. Uh. And I just found that so fun and, like, just, like, how to split these people up and do that. And I I hadn't really played a stealth game like that probably since, like, Splinter Cell, where I really got into the stealth aspect of it all. I had not thought about Splinter Cell in such a long time. Yeah, it rules, dude. Sam Fisher. Yeah, the fucking- Tom Clancy, thank you so much. Green Eye thing. That's sick. conservative freak, (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) You pro-militaristic conservative freak, thank you for letting me play a quiet George Clooney in a video game. (laughs) Um, What about the Rat King fight in the the hospital basement? Uh, (sighs) That scared the shit out of me. Absolutely. How many times did you guys die during it? Angus said he got it first go, which I don't believe. I I'm playing. I was playing not on a high, high difficulty setting. I'm playing on like light or something. So I did it in two goes. But I was like hacking my dax. But also, <laughs> I really liked how this is like so much of the rest of this game is very grounded. And then this is like, oh yeah, this is a science fiction fantasy game. Remember where there's like a crazy invented monster at the heart of it. I love that this was like this Rat King Patient Zero, terrifying and disgusting. <laughs> So Love great. looking at yeah, it. Yeah, it Obsessed awesome. with the look of that beast. Yeah, well, uh, it's a weird post-game thing where you can unlock models, 3D mm-hmm. models of all the characters. And the first thing I did was like unlock all the Rat King models yes. and just zoom it around and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, flaps, flaps around. Yeah. <laughs> Get a better look in the light. Um, yeah. uh, you, 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 you took a few screenshots of, um, of uh, the infected dicks. Like, because you can <laughs> see that the infected, yeah. that you can just see their dick like just kind of flopping about. Um, and I, I didn't notice it in my game until I was walking past one that I'd killed, and its dick was dick and balls were just pressed against the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to shoot them off, but you couldn't. Yeah, worst you game can't. ever. You Six just out have of 10. to. You just have to marvel at their existence and envy their size and shape. But I died so many times in the Rat King um, fight because I had fuck all resources by that yeah, point. Yeah. Like no ammo on any of the guns that I'd gotten used to using and like mm. very few pipe bombs or anything like that left. I at first tried to do the fu- I think I died like three or four times and I was playing on like the normal difficulty, but that was because because of the first game, when they gave us a flamethrower in this, I was like, I cannot use this. The bullets will be so rare. I'll never mm. like I'm like even though I know it's fucking sick, I'm not touching this flamethrower. Yeah. So when I got to the Rat King fight, I had like a full flamethrower basically. Yeah. But I was like, no, I st- there's probably going to be an easier way to beat this. 
So I tried a couple of different times, and then the last time I threw a pipe bomb, emptied my flamethrower on it, and then shot it with a shotgun, and it was dead. And I was like, oh, I didn't even need to move. <laughs> yeah, I found that when I tried to use the flamethrower, it, it, it would make its way towards me really quickly mm. and just rip me apart. Mm. I think it's because I hit it with the pipe bomb first. That was the only thing that... And look, it wasn't a thought-out measure. I was just like, fuck this. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. empty all my guns onto this no, piece of shit. It's so great that there's so many ways that you can go about the fights in this game. Yeah. 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 I would say I almost never used pipe bombs or anything or traps. I would mainly use like a Molotov here and there, but otherwise I'm running, gunning, stealthing, trying to kill that way. Almost never use explosives. Uh, pipe, pipe bombs and explosive arrows are probably my favorite weapons in the game. Actually, I, explosive arrows, I, when I got to that, I'm like, this is my favorite thing I've ever used in any video game. <laughs> to and, Like, there's a point in the Santa Barbara thing where I was like, I'm only using explosive arrows. I can build them myself. <laughs> but there was a point where I was like, true delight as like a psycho game player where there was like two people stand, standing next to each other talking. And I'm like, I'm going to explode one of them, the other one. <laughs> As to watch, and I was like, that was like the a true delight in playing the game. I see. I barely used any explosive arrows during the run through. I think I only used like two, maybe three. But I hadn't used any of the um, trap bombs mm. right up until Santa Barbara. And then when I was in the resort, I realized that there's like one part with a staircase, and yeah. I was like, I can just make a lot of noise, put a bomb oh. on the edge of the staircase, and then they just blow up. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck. So. That last resort part, I barely died because the infected and then like my like shitty ass tactic of just like pretty much put a bomb, make some noise, camp, wait for someone to fucking explode, go look at their body and be like, whoa, that's gross ass. And then just repeat. Yeah, I I, I died a lot in that in those final encounters until I was like, oh, wait, I have shitloads of explosive arrows left. And then I just blew yeah. off everyone. <laughs> Yeah, because they're just guys with guns at the end. Mm. Like, it's exciting. I mean, if you get spotted because their guns are the best guns, yeah. uh, it drains your health real bad. Yeah. And as Ellie, I didn't use my pills properly, so I didn't have the uh, 50% health pack upgrade oh, at yeah. all oh, during damn. the game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was, like, chewing through, like, uh, rags and fucking... Um, alcohol just to make health kits the mm. whole time. The, the, the resource I found the most scarce was the um, binding tape, and you use it for so many mm. things. That was yeah. yeah, mainly all your weapons basically need binding. And I was like, I need more yeah. binding. Fuck. Uh, one part of the game that I haven't really heard people talk about that much that I really really liked was chasing Nora as Ellie. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. yeah. In the hospital, I feel like they like, always that was- do that in, in in Uncharted games too, where you're effectively just chasing a character that you can't kill for a while. Yeah. Ah, see, I've yeah. never because I'm playing Uncharted yeah, game. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck, this is hectic. And then, I mean, this. Sorry, this is a bit story again. Uh, Levens, I know. No, no, it's fine. You're done the, with the story. Story's good. You know, it's like you're not bad. <laughs> oh, it's Alexi fine is. when he does yeah, exactly. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then the fact that like Ellie just like really takes it, like put, like ticks it up a notch when she just pushes her into the spores, and I'm like, fucking hell, Ellie, yeah. that's mm. fucked. And then you find out he she tortured her on top of that. Yeah. Brutal. Ali, she's bad news. Um, she's she I, is irredeemable. That's what I like about her that she does find redemption in the end. Yeah, very true. Um, I liked chasing um, the sniper, and then you you realize that it's Tommy. Yeah, um, yeah. That was a, an excellent scene. Um, you know, especially oh. how careful you've got to be to get past him because it's like, oh, this is what it's like for all these people that you're that you're killing as one of the main characters. You are like, mm. effectively like very, very almost near unstoppable. Um, yeah. Uh, Permission to speak on story. Yes, I'll I'll allow three more occasions. Thank you. I like it in that moment as well where that's the first time Abby ever considers that these people have come after her is like almost the end of her entire section of gameplay is when she sees Tommy for one second as she throws him like over a balcony. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't even think that these were the other people that were after us. And I think that is such like a a cool technique in storytelling of like this like this plot that they haven't even considered is like what has been hunting them down, what will be yeah. their demise the entire time. And like you know the as the like the player, but Abby has no idea. So when you're fucking walking back to the aquarium, you're like, no, 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 yeah, no. I, my heart was raised. I was like shaking. I, my teeth hurt because I was like like pushing them so tightly together for so much of the game. <laughs> mm. uh, God, I really like. Uh, I really was in like full life ruin moment in the in the two days that I dedicated to finishing Last of Us. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sleep. <laughs> I, I, I finished the game and I was like, "Cool, I need to go for a run." <laughs> yeah. 
um levens when i messaged you to see if you're gonna be free to do this you were like yes yeah, sweet um, I'm up to Seattle day three. So that should be done soon. And I was like, oh, Levens, you fucking idiot. You got so much game left. I did it. Um, All it took was yeah. not sleeping. <laughs> um, it's funny that while we're recording this, uh, Tom Reed from Sandspants as well has been playing it, but he also has been taking it slow because he thought the game was winding down. Mm. And he's just messaged me being like, Joel, this game. Oh, God, I just killed a pregnant lady. And now I'm Abby again. And I hate them. I'm going to have to empathize with her. But this is basically Sophie's choice. But yeah. both choices are suicide. <laughs> that's re- that's so well put because I started the new game plus after finishing the game. Yeah. Ju- I only just started it. That's it. And already, like, you know, I've had the entire experience of the game. I've fallen in love with, like, the character of Abby as well. I've empathized with her and uh, identify with her plight in this game as well now. Going back to new game plus, starting out <laughs> as Ellie again, and then seeing Abby kill Joel... I immediately yeah. felt like I've got to kill these people in their entirety all over again. And so it's like, <laughs> I think that's this game is so good at like setting you up and like allowing you to like experience these like narrative structures in like the most yeah. intense way. Oh man. I, I don't know if I could do a new game plus anytime soon. It's just like too raw. Mm, I was not just- even like. I need to see those zombie dude dicks one more time, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I've been playing. I went straight to um, Shovel Knight, Kick of Cards. I just needed a really, like, you know, reaction-based, you know, uh, uh, quick platformer to just reset my brain to just, you know, Mm. video games being pure, you know. I need something before that Mafia remaster comes out. I just need something (laughs) to tide me over. I, um... I went back to Doom Eternal, which I... (laughs) I think that was the last game that you and I talked about. Well, yeah, so I beat- I. It's the most frustrating but, like, satisfying experience I've had with a video game because, mm. like, I'm not quite good enough to just beat it. Um, <laughs> so, like, I got stuck on this one part for fucking ages and mm. then I finished that part and then, like, I powered through maybe the next two hours and now I'm at, like, what is probably, like, the second last boss fight. And, look, I had to turn my PlayStation off. I was getting too angry. Like, I'm not, like, a, a loud cracking of the shits person when I'm playing a video <laughs> game. I get, like, really seething and quiet and yeah. small. And, yeah, I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. And it was, like, 11 <laughs> o'clock. And I was like, I'm not even going to be able to sleep. It's too early. Mm. But I just couldn't look at my TV anymore. <laughs> so that was exactly what I did after finishing The Last of Us. And I regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to send you an original Nintendo 64 copy of Banjo Tooie in the mail. Yeah, go hook. Yeah, please do. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only it's the only N64 game I have left. Like just sitting around my house, it's yours, baby. As soon as I heard oh. you whisper it out into that thumb cramps feed, I'm <laughs> sending it down to you. Fuck yeah! I can't wait to play it and just immediately be overwhelmed because the yeah. one thing I know about this game is that it's enormous and there's no mini map, so it's just <laughs> yeah. impossible to find your way around anything. Yeah, Absolutely, that's a I, I got and the. It's, um... <laughs> it's so hard to play a Nintendo 64 game with just one control stick now. Yeah, it the makes fucking... me feel ridiculous. How I, how did I do that for <laughs> ten years? <laughs> I got the um, the Namco uh, Museum Archive collections for, oh, for Switch, which is all of yeah. the um, the NES Namco games. So like obviously Pac Man and Mappy um, and, uh, <laughs> and a bunch oh. of other like older like you know eighties era um, uh, Namco games, and mm. uh, just like playing through them. And then they also re released um, oh god, what's it called? Not Dig Dug. Um, the uh, it became Mister Driller. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah, and they've uh, they've re- they've re- re-released for the first time in the West. Um, the like the I think it's a, it was a GameCube game, Mister Driller Drill Land, mm. and um, I've been playing those, and it's just so good. Just playing like there's no story; it's just pure <laughs> arcade, like yeah, you know, like repetition, and that's like the perfect antidote to like feeling a little not not like exhausted by the game, but you know, you, I wanted to, I was like, okay, I need to play something completely different um, yeah. after The Last of Us. Because I played The Last of Us 2 with my housemates, we've also, as a whole, because uh, the Nintendo 64 was still set up from when I beat Banjo-Kazooie, uh, we've been playing GoldenEye multiplayer. Oh, wow. Don't shoot. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Name a it's, 64 um, game. I'll, I'll, I'll just say one of the few bits of uh, <laughs> The one dialogue they have. Uh, perfect Dark. Go <laughs> for it. Oh, fuck, I don't remember that one at all. Sorry. Uh, just say Elvis. That's the name of the alien from it. <laughs> Laptop gun. Yeah, that's the other. Those were the two references I had for Perfect yeah. Dark. Yeah, uh, Joanna Dark. That's the character's yeah. name. In fact, look at this. 
Oh, God. Everyone, all podcast listeners, look at this. Whoa. Oh, wow. Perfect Dark on 64. He just bought a, real, he brought a real doll of Joanna Dark up from the beneath his bed. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. It's in. <laughs> well, still, yeah, that's awesome. Still, yeah, we know it. I we assumed when fucked. I saw it. That's what you're done with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, actually, one last thing about The Last of Us 2. Like, a part that, like, it's like a kind of a small moment in the grand scheme of the mm. game, but one part that I just, like, was like, oh, shit, was when you first run into the Seraphites as Ellie. Yeah. And you just hear the whistling, yeah, and you're just like- Yeah, so good. Yeah. And there's nothing yeah. you can do. Like, you're like, I'm suspicious something's about to happen. You put, like, <laughs> you you go into listening mode, you can't see jack shit, and yeah. you get shot. There's nothing you can do about it. I think is really good, and especially that it's, like, it doesn't cut to a cutscene. It's just in the game, so you feel yeah. like the danger is happening, and you don't know what it is. Yeah, and then whenever they're around, you just hear them going... <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of a more stupid whistle I could do. The Joel Santana whistle. <laughs> Someone mod that, please. Just like weird, famous whistles from songs. <laughs> well, alternatively, the song Whistle by Flo Rider. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would be hectos, dude. That'd be sick, because then when I'm playing The Last of Us, I can also think about blowjobs, and that's mad. Yeah. That's the one problem with this game, is that there's only one fuck scene, and it's not- No one gets sucked. What's the one from um, Kill Bill? What's her name? Whistles as the nurse? (laughs) There we go. I would have shit myself if that started playing. I'd be like, no, this is too many hectic things altogether. (laughs) Tarantino? You evoke Tarantino? Thank you so much, dude. Actually, the perfect game. Um, yeah, there's so many parts of The Last of Us now that I'm just like thinking about it that are just so good yeah. in this that I just I just don't understand, even if you don't like the story, not enjoying the game. And I get that it's like just 30 hours of just horrible, depressing things happening. Mm. But there is like a few moments of lightness. I guess like if you don't like heavy video games, you mightn't like it. But yeah. still. Yeah, and it's not think- just heavy. It is pretty heavy handed in some of its themes, yeah. but it's a video yeah. game. So I, I, that's part of the course. But the, the gameplay for me, I didn't find it that fun in Last of Us 1, but I yes. just found it. I was having fun the entire time I was playing Last of yeah. Us 2. Enjoying yeah. the exploring, enjoying any pit of combat. I think that it's a really enjoyable game, but because, as we've said, like this is a heavy narrative game where the narrative does make you have to, uh, I guess, you know, ingest heavier themes than a lot of video games have. It is not one that I go, oh, you have to play this no matter who you are. It's like, you know, if I know that you're someone that enjoys narrative-based games that are challenging, uh, not in a gameplay sense, but in a gore sense, in a yeah. in the in the way that you're interpreting the game, the stuff that you have to go through and put yourself through, then I think it's a 100% like a, a must-play. And I'm interested to see like what people's reactions are to it. Yeah. Um, also just one final disclaimer. Um, so obviously quite heavy handed on the gore. The narrative is very heavy. Mm. Um, but a criticism I have seen is that like, you only see one character naked in the game. Um, so you Mm. do see Abby, Abby topless that includes nipples. Um, she is the only one in that situation. I'm so sorry to everyone else who got excited about the Mm. potential of, I guess, more fucking. Yeah. Um, it only does happen once that upper echelon gamer highlights this. So I just feel like that it's, we've got, Alpha yeah, Echelon Gamer really knows what they're talking about. And yeah, so it's our duty as gamers on Thumbcrafts yeah. to just let everyone know that, unfortunately, that is the case. Show and- us Owen's dick, you cowards. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of zombie dongos, but I want to see Owen's pecker fully steamed up for that fuck scene. And we don't see it. I so saw someone complaining, like, oh, I can't believe Owen and Abby have, like, raw anal sex. How unrealistic. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? You, do you yeah. want to see a scene of, like, Owen spitting in his hand? I don't, like- or do you want to see a shot going, like, okay, I'm deciding where I shall place my pecker in this moment? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm... Funnily also, enough. I don't think it was anal sex. No, I don't no, think it was either. I, 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 it was I, just doggy style. Can we just say that? It was in yeah. the style of the hounds and they yeah. went oh, to I actually, hounds. In my narrative, um, Owen is a eunuch and he was just <laughs> He's slapping. He's rubbing against. Slapping, yeah. 
Um, one thing that, like, just, like, with that scene, one thing that just, like, took me by surprise is just, like, how it goes from, like, zero to a hundred so quickly. Mm. I was like, whoa! Yeah, they're really, they're really fucking. I just couldn't yeah, stop I mean, thinking about- Yeah, I mean, you're going about- from zero to 100, stop at 69 for a second or two. <laughs> yeah. I, I just couldn't stop thinking of, like, how much, like, blood she would have been covered in from the day. Like, she, like she's had, like, the worst day ever. She's covered in, like, every type of monster that you've encountered in the game's blood and the blood yeah. of, like, two different groups of, of, of people. <laughs> Her friend Manny. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the next day, bro. Yeah, yeah oh. Manny doesn't die till the end of her. Oh, oh God, man. sorry, sorry. Manny yeah. and Jesse, my two favourite characters, both get shot through the face. Yeah. yeah. Ma- oh, Je- Jesse, um, the hottest character in the game, and Manny, my horny anime-loving freak, yeah. <laughs> who I saw myself Both of them through. represent Angus to me, which is <laughs> yeah. why I got upset. <laughs> well, how was it like, um, Alexi, for you playing a game that featured your good friends Joel and Lev? <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. I was like, hey, this I is survived. what it would be like for me. I, no, I survived Last of Us too. It was absolutely insane hearing characters constantly go, hey, Lev, real cool back there. Good one. Hey, come with me, Lev. Like, I, I, it, and because it, it's, it's not, it's only a name that those closest to me call me. Like my wife calls me Lev. Like my sisters call me Lev. My children. Uh, my, well, so my, I mean, Archie does call me Lev sometimes. So oh, it, really? It, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> hey, they 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 repeat what they hear their parents say. Yeah, um, I only call my father Sir. <laughs> my my daughter uh, calls me Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Doll. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it was crazy. Like. I really felt like I was playing. Well, maybe that's why I connected with the Abby story so much was because she like literally would like you know tell me to come with her, you know, congratulate me on killing people, like that kind of stuff mm. throughout the game. She was protecting yeah. me. Lev, She's like what a great character to too. I was devastated yeah. when Yara died, but I loved that she was the one who killed um, Isaac as well. I loved that 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 Isaac wasn't like a boss battle as well. Like I thought, yes, I so thought like. You know, if this was an Uncharted game, like the boss battle would have been Isaac and then the leader of the cult, but instead it's just some fucked monster in a hospital and then yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was worried that um like stuff would ha- you'd get off the island and then the end of Abby's story would be fighting Isaac and then as Ellie you would then fight Abby. <clears throat> but no. Uh fuck. The game making the first encounter between Abby and Ellie, you having to play as Abby is mm. fucked. So great. uh, Felt so bad to strangle. Like, anytime you're strangling the other player, playable character, I'm just like, stop it. Be friends. Yeah. But it's a fucked world out there, man. It's not our world. It's the Last of Us world. It is the Last of Us world. I can't wait. Last of Us world coming to Disneyland in 2025. (laughs) (laughs) So, any final thoughts? Yeah, sick game. Loved it. Yeah. I I really loved it. I'll play it again. 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely 6.5. 6.5 thumbs. (laughs) 6.5 thumbs out of five. That's a big score. Yeah, yeah, so far it's definitely my game of the year, which I think based on the rules of this podcast is 10 thumbs, but I can't remember because Mm. all scores in video game stuff is meaningless. I know that Um, my brain will will be too much of a dick to let let this be my game of the year. Yeah. Mr. Driller is going to be yours. I mean, like, yeah, like, seriously, watch that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out for the Mafia 1 remaster, dude. That's what I've pinned my entire 2020 on, is being reverted back to being, an, uh, I guess, 12-year-old guy loving that game. <laughs> I think, Mine yeah, will probably like- end up being, like, Paper Mario. Or I'll go back and be like, actually, Doom was the sickest game. <laughs> <laughs> I think for for this kind of game, though, like you know, the first per- mm. sorry, the third person first party um, story based uh, action yep. adventure. I don't think you get a better game than this. I don't think there has yeah. been a better better version of this game. And this is going to be the one that influences all games moving forward. Like watch. Watch God of War. Actually, like I was going to say, the God of War comparison. Uh, it was cool having Lev as your partner because it made me feel like Atreus um, in God of mm. War again. Um, I really <laughs> yeah. wish you, you could have pushed Triangle to have Lev shoot arrows. Yes. Though that was like one of my favorite things in God of War um, or Square, whatever it was. Um, but uh, I, I, I definitely think we're going to see like disjointed narratives become a feature of a lot yeah. of these kind of games moving forward because I think it is really effective in in video yeah. games. I reckon the first game you're going to see that happen will be Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, cool. 
I think it'll be that Bug Snacks game. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love Gamer Alexi. It's so great. You're, you're embracing it so much more. A year ago, there's no fucking way you would have known what Bug Snacks was. <laughs> dude, I sat and watched a press conference, dude. That's how I know this shit, okay? <laughs> yeah, good game. I Fuck love indeed. video game. I love yeah, video game. Yeah, I love game. video game too. I own Nightclub. Levens, do you love video game? Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, sick. Well, thanks so much for joining me on this Thumb Cramps adventure. I've been Joel. And once again, I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. I'm Levens. And Alexi and Levens have separate podcasts that you should also listen to. Alexi is on Total Reboot, and Levens is on HeyFam, and all the small games, and Serious Issues, and The Mitchin, which Alexi was on recently as well. Good mm-hmm. episode. Alexi, do you- I haven't missed any of your podcasts, have I? Um, we have Mic Check, uh, that is occasional. Oh, we check. haven't done yes. an episode for a month. Um, and before that, one year. So <laughs> it's still there. It's all about Mike Myers. And um, we will have something very exciting soon Ooh. that we've been hinting about. Um, but it is a bigger project that uh, if you like it, when Cameron and I put our little investigator hats upon, <gasps> you will enjoy something that will happen towards the end of the year. Make Cam uh, play Last of Us too. Cam has the last video game Cam played was the Rocky video game, which came out like 15 years ago. So I don't know. I Cam has not played a video game in a really long time. I think that he would be really stressed and not enjoy this experience whatsoever. He'll be making 50 minute long YouTubes about why it's a bad game. <laughs> it's a bad game because it's not a movie or a TV show. The things that I like, I don't like that. I have to use the remote control more often than I would in those situations. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Do us a huge favor and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this beautiful podcast on. Also, be sure to check out Sandspens Radio's objectively better gaming podcast, All the Small Games, hosted by Andrew Levins and John Valenzuela, two true professionals. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.